tonight. Give God a great big hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Before you get seated tonight, turn around and shake two or three people's hand tonight. Let them know you're happy that you're here, that you love them. Say happy 2018. We're glad that you're with us tonight. Amen. Well, as you're turning in your Bible tonight to the Gospel of Matthew chapter number 6, the Gospel of Matthew chapter number 6, we're going to begin talking in verse number 16 tonight. The Gospel of Matthew chapter number 6 and verse 16, and um, as we begin to jump into a message about fasting tonight, because next Wednesday kicks off 21 days of prayer and fasting. If you're excited, give God a hand clap of praise, amen. If you're nervous, give him a hands up and say, God, I'm going to need some help on this. Amen. Come on now. I'm a little nervous about 21 days of prayer and fasting for what God's called me to do. And so, um, I'm, but I'm also excited about what he's going to do in the midst of that. And so tonight as you're here um, on the front of your bulletin, it says 21 days of prayer and fasting. That begins next Wednesday night. So we're going to teach on it this Wednesday night to give you seven days to hear the voice of God on what he would have you do for 21 days of prayer and fasting and so also if you'll see the back of your bulletin base groups kick off this coming Sunday night if you're excited to get back into your groups give God a shout of praise tonight come on I'm excited Jeff and Pastor Corey and Pastor Damon designed these awesome new base group t-shirts and so you can grab one Sunday morning if you want one and then they'll be on sale over there in the back and also over there you can sign up for a base group Sunday morning or you can sign up for a base group tonight you can um, uh, Pastor Jeff's in a meeting right now but his awesome wife Pastor Amy is here you can sign up with her tonight and she'll give the information to Pastor Jeff and she'll plug you into a base group um, tomorrow and you'll have a group to go to this Sunday night also this coming Sunday everybody say nine o'clock Everybody say 1045. That's the new service times this coming Sunday for the new year, new service times. New year, new service times. We're having our early service, which formerly was at 830, is now at 9 o'clock. So still show up at 830. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Be the overachiever. Uh, I read a paper in my mom's office today. It said, things that require zero talent. Being on time. Amen. Come on now, somebody said that's a good one. It requires zero talent to be on time, but it requires a lot of discipline, amen? There's a big difference between talent and discipline. Zero talent to be on time, but nine o'clock is the first service, so if you're always late for first service, set your alarm for normal time and say, I'm gonna get there at 8.30, and then you're 30 minutes earlier. You become the overachiever in the church. Come on now, that's awesome. I can tell I'm the only one excited about being early for church. And then at 1045 is our second service, and so we're going to have some amazing things this Sunday as we reveal the vision of 2018 that God's called us to accomplish as a church. And also we have a couple conferences that we want you to sign up for. We have a, a Freedom Conference in March, the 2nd, 3rd, and the 4th, and also a Kids Conference in January on the 27th. That's just a morning conference from, uh, I believe it's about 8 o'clock till about noon on January 27th. If you want to know how to uh, minister into the life of your children, I want you to come to this Kids Conference. It'll spark a fire in your life to make you realize you are the great influencer in your kid's life. We have your kids and your young adults, your youth, about two hours a week. Amen? And we love having them two hours a week. But if you're going to instill supreme values in their life about how you want them to be when they get older, that's not coming from a pastor and a youth minister. That's going to come from the environment they see in the home. And so what you tell them is one thing. What they see you do is another thing. Amen? 
And so we want to equip you as the body of Christ how to raise a godly family. And this kids conference is going to help you do just that with some awesome, amazing ideas on what it's about. Um, also on Wednesday nights, we don't take up a formal tithe and offering. But if you'd like to give a tithe or an offering tonight, there's a mailbox on the back of the wall right there. You can drop it in there and Pastor Derek will make sure that gets uh, credited to the right place and, and taken care of. And also if you're visiting with us tonight, thank you for being at the Way Bible Church. We are pumped and excited about you. Amen. We're glad that you're here, and so I'm glad that you're here tonight on a Wednesday night. I'm glad the um, 72 hours of below freezing is done and gone. Can I get an amen on that? And so we're excited about all that God has, has, has in store for us. And so as you're turning to Matthew 6, verse 16 and 17, the title of the me tonight's message is, Get There Fast. And everything in America today, it's all about how fast you can get it. It's called a convenience store for a reason, because you can get in quick, you can get out quick, and you want to do it fast. If you go to a restaurant, it's called fast food. If you go to a nice restaurant, you still want fast service with great food because that's what you're paying the money for. And so in our spiritual walk, if you want to get there, I'm telling you, fast. If you want to get there, wherever you're trying to get in life, I want you to embrace the term fasting in your life. I want you to embrace what fasting is. I want you to embrace the, the, the spiritual discipline that it is, the, the self-sacrifice that it is, the crucifying of the flesh that it is, and we'll get into some of that in a minute, but also the spiritual breakthrough that I believe fasting is the most untapped power source in the church. I really believe that. I believe when you begin to fast, I believe the power of God goes from normal to exponential. Amen. Do we got any Star Wars fans in the in the house? Have you seen the, like Star Wars movies? Like when they're going at, at light speed, then they go to hyperspeed, you know? I believe that's what fasting does for you spiritually. You're going at light speed, but then when you begin to press into the things of God, you begin to go at hyperspeed in your life. And God begins to do amazing supernatural things uh, in your life. So the Bible says this in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 16. It says, and when you fast. Everybody say, when you fast. Got to stop right there just for a moment. It doesn't say if you fast. It doesn't say if God calls you to fast. It says when you fast. Because fasting many times is the decision that you make in your life to seek God and step into his presence and get closer to him. Amen? And so he says when you fast. It's not a if you fast. I know some believers that go through their whole life and have never fasted in their life. And, and, and I want to encourage you to embrace fasting in your spiritual walk, in your Christian walk of your life. Because fasting is what I believe becomes the exponential power source in your life. It begins to put you in a place that you seek God more than you've ever sought Him, that you depend on God more than you've ever depended on Him, that you hear from God at a level that you've never heard from Him before because everything about you is needing to depend on the power source from heaven on high rather than everything else that you've been using to supplement whatever that would be in your life. So you don't have to rely on the power of God. So it says, and when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. So when you walk in next week and we start this fast at uh, next, next Wednesday night, don't walk in like, I can't believe we're going to do this for 21 days. <laughs> you just ruined your fast, I'm telling you. You didn't ruin it, but I'm telling you there's specific things that God told us to do. Because when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. They did it so, so they would put sackcloth and ashes on in the Old Testament. And they walk around with their head down and mopey. So people say, oh, look how spiritual they are, how wonderful they are. Jesus said, don't do it like that. 
Because fasting in the New Testament is not a negative thing. It's an amazing thing where Jesus made a way for us to step into the presence of God. And he goes to tell his disciples later, they asked him, why do, your, um, why do your disciples not fast? And they said, they can't fast when the bridegroom is here, but there's going to be a day after I'm not here that they're going to fast. So he gave us some layouts on what fasting really is. And he wants how he wants to do it. And then he goes on to say, truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, there it is again, anoint your head, wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others but by your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Some versions say he will reward you openly. Amen, I receive that. I want, him to, I want the blessing of God to come into my life and I want him to do it in a way that's transformational that other people see it. And so if you've got your hand out tonight, uh, we're gonna be at the very top of it. If you need a handout, hold your hand up real high. Awesome, great job, Miss Margaret. You, got, you nailed it tonight. Everybody's got one. And so... Fasting is this, it is fasting is shutting down, shutting down the desires of the flesh because you want breakthrough more than you want food, okay? How many of you want breakthrough in your life? How many of y'all still want to eat in your life? If you had to choose between eating and breakthrough, which would you choose? <laughs> Most of us choose eating, right? And so, so in that, I'm going to always refer tonight as fasting in the area of food. And I'll get to some of you are going to fast social media and some things like that. And I'll deal with that towards the end of the message. But I'm going to strictly address it in the area of food as I go through this message. And then I'll wrap it all up in a bow at the end. And so fasting is shutting down the desires of your flesh because you want breakthrough more than you want food. Fasting is less about saying no to the body and more about saying yes to the Holy Spirit. So as you begin to fast, some of y'all are fasting sweets and cookies. Come on now. Some of you have already told me what you're fasting. You're fasting sweets and cookies. It's not about telling your body, no, you can't have that. No, you can't have that. No, you can't have that. No, you can't. I can't have that cookie. I can't have that cookie. It's about saying, yes, Holy Spirit, I believe that the same gratification I would get from that cookie, I can get from stepping into your presence. So instead of saying no to my body, I'm saying yes to the Spirit and the power of God. I'm going to step into your presence at this moment and experience something I never had before because I'm crucifying the flesh and I'm saying yes to the Spirit of God in my life. And I want to say this, and I want you to hear me very well when I say this. A lot of people love to throw around the term, crucify the flesh. Crucifying the flesh hurts. It's not easy, right? And so in this, as you begin to crucify the flesh and you're finding yourself, mm, why am I keep thinking about cookies and sweets and all this stuff? You got to remember, crucifixion, whether you're talking spiritually and crucifying the flesh, well, I guess that's more than spiritually, it's physical and spiritual, or the crucifixion of Jesus, the crucifixion that Jesus went through on the cross wasn't easy. It wasn't fun. He wasn't standing there celebrating, saying, yes, hit me again, <laughs> right? It hurt. It hurts crucifying the flesh sometimes. But here's what I love about the grace of God, where all the struggles abound, Grace, the Bible says, how does it say 100? It superabounds is the actual term in that. So wherever you're crucifying and you're struggling, if you'll call upon the power of God in your life, there's something that he can give you in the area of grace that'll help you superabound or overcome or more than abound than what you're crucifying. So it's more about saying yes to the Holy Spirit than it is about saying no to whatever you're going to eat or fast from eating. And so... 
Decide why you are fasting. Now listen, I'm gonna, I put this in my notes so you'll get it. Sorry, it can't be to lose some of the Christmas pounds that you put on over the last month, right? A lot of people approach fasting like this. They approach it like a diet. Woo, if I go on this fast, I'm gonna lose that 20 pounds I always wanted to lose. Uh, motives here, let's check the motives. When you fast, you may lose some weight, and that may be a benefit because your body is, uh, especially on a 21-day fast, detoxing a lot of stuff out of your body. You'll sweat differently. Your sweat will stink differently, right? Your movements will change if you get that, right? I'll go ahead and say your bowel movements will change if you get that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, everything gets crazy. But in the process of what you're doing, you're saying no to the flesh and you're saying yes to the Holy Spirit. But if you approach fasting strictly as a diet plan for 2018, well, all you're doing is putting yourself on a starvation plan and literally you're starving yourself physically and spiritually then because you're, you said, I'm going to do this and, and I'll lose some weight in the end because pastor said fast. No, I, I can't demand that you fast. It's got to be a decision that you make because remember what I said at the beginning, when you fast, when you do it, when you decide that I'm going to take a step of faith and fast and seek God, it can't be something that I mandate on you. So when you do it, everything begins to change. And so I want to encourage you to do this. Make a fasting commitment. My real word is a fasting contract, okay? I've done some fasts before, and you'll be amazed about how day three you start thinking, did I really? Did I really say I would fast all that or just, you start trying to justify and it reminds me of the Garden of Eden, you know. Did God really say, right, when, when the serpent came to Eve, said, did God really say this? You'll start thinking in your head, and as you're beginning to fast, did I really say? Did I really decide? I want you to make a fasting commitment. I want you to write it down, specifically, what you're fasting. I am fasting uh, all sweets. And you better start writing down what some of all sweets are, <laughs> Right? Because you'll be about seven days into a 21-day fast. And it's like, well, I, I just meant white sugar sweets, not brown sugar sweet, right? Or, or I can use all the honey that I want in making this brand new cookie because it's whatever, right? Yeah, and so, so on this, I'm telling you, guys, I've been through this before, and, and the struggle's real. You'll get about three or four days into a fast, and you're like, did I really say and then you'll start counting the days like, did I really count? Is it really the 10th through the 31st or is it the 30th? 24, 48. I'm t I've done all this. I'm telling you, I'm telling on myself. When I fast, it's like, because it's like you just, it's nothing like you've ever experienced before. And in that, I want you to make a commitment to yourself and to the Father of what you're going to fast. And I want you to be so committed to it that you're willing to write it down and be specific about, hey, what about this? And what about not this? What about this? What about not this? I'm going to have to go through this in my life because of the kind of fast I'm, I'm fixing to go on and, and what's acceptable, what's not acceptable in my life, okay? And, and then you get to the fine line of, well, um, what about a protein shake? It's not a solid food. It's not a complete liquid, you know? Where does that fall? So you got to make a commitment between you and God, what you're fasting, what you're not fasting. What you're going to do, what you're not going to do. What's acceptable, what's not acceptable. And then, oh, in the middle of the fast, but the church offers communion. 
You'd be surprised how that little white wafer, how good it starts tasting. At the end, of like you're on day six of a seven-day just water fast. You're like, but God, it's communion, you know? It's the body and the blood of Jesus. I'm telling you, I've, done, I've, I've gone through every one of these battles that I'm telling you about. And so I'm encouraging you to write a commitment down. What you're going to fast. Because, uh, and some of you may be thinking, is it really that serious? You want serious results? Get serious about your fast. As serious as you take it, I believe it'll open the door that much wider in the, in the realms of the Father to, to, to empower you and to do things in your life, to, to help you get through things, break through things, and we'll get into some of that in, in, in a minute. So here are some of the reasons that people fast that are biblical reasons, and I want you to, as we go through this real quick, find out and circle with the pen, highlight if you got a highlighter, which areas do you need breakthrough in your life? And so as you begin to fast, in that fasting commitment, God, I'm fasting all this, whatever all this may be, to get, these are the results I want to see as I begin to fast, okay? And listen, in a fast, you'll find out that there's a lot of things that you have to repent from because when you are pushing aside gratification of the flesh, you begin to sense things more in the realm of the spirit and you'll realize, I had a problem with that and I didn't even know I had a problem. I've got unforgiveness in an area that I didn't even know I had unforgiveness, <laughs> I've got issues that I didn't even know I had issues about, and it seems like I got more issues than I had when I started the fast. No, you have the same amount of issues. You're just now aware of them because you're seeing clearly in the realm of God and how he begins to see things in your life. So I want to encourage you as you go through this, if you need health or healing in your life, expect healing and miracles for yourself and for loved ones as you fast. Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 58, 8 is a great scripture for that. So if you got back pain or foot pain or neck pain and your kids don't count as pains in the neck, amen? If you got back pains or foot pain, if you got pain in your life or sickness or, or health issues in your life, why not go before the Father with the promises of God for health and healing? And if you need, if you need some, the church can get you those promises before you ever start your fast. Because you can stand on and declare as, you, as you're beginning to say, God, I'm going to begin to step away from this gratification of the flesh and say yes to the Holy Spirit. But in saying yes to the Holy Spirit, God, your word promises these things will come upon me and overtake me in my life. And so it's not wrong to write down what you're wanting to see God do in your life in the area of, of health and healing and, and, and helping your family get healed or you got a loved one that needs to be healed. There's nothing wrong with doing that. And it's not you putting a demand on God. God, I'm fast. It's not you, I'll phrase it like this. It's not you making a bargain with God. It's not like I'm making a bargain with Mitch. Well, well Mitch, if I fast this, then you got to do this for me because I gave up some for you. Now you got to give up some for me. No, Jesus, the Father already gave up everything for you in Jesus Christ. What you're doing with the fast is saying, I'm saying yes to the Holy Spirit, and in that, I'm stepping into all the promises that Jesus Christ already paid for years ago. It's a demand on your faith, not God to move on your behalf. So you're demanding, uh, putting a demand on yourself that I'm going to believe God for everything he's done for me. And it's more than going to heaven one day, amen. I'm going to believe him for health in my physical body. I'm going to believe him for health in my family. And, 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 and how many of y'all struggle with sinus issues, man? Man, you need to write stuff like that down. How many of y'all um, struggle with, um, I'll just throw something weird out there. You have chronic hangnails. So I'm like, what? Yeah, exactly. What? Why do we have that? I promise there's people in this room who every three to six months, you get a hangnail of some kind and you got to go to the doctor and get something cut off your foot. I'm just telling you, start asking God in that area of your life. And there's nothing 
I, I think it's very prideful in the body of Christ when we say, God, I can handle this. Because there's nothing too small in your life. God wants to handle all of it. Jesus didn't die just for the big stuff. He died for all the stuff. And so why would I want to carry something that he died for? I should want to, 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 with a grateful heart, lay it at his feet. So health and healing. Also, overcoming and breaking poverty in your life. Always struggling from week to week, doing really good at barely getting by. And I'm not saying go out to the mailbox and look for a $10 million check, but I am saying as, as you do it, God's going to give you wisdom on how to allocate your finances better and how to do things differently. And there may be somebody who blesses you with finances. That's extremely possible. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to say yes to the Holy Spirit of God and however he's directing you in the area of overcoming and breaking poverty off your family and, and, and doing things. Here's a good one. Bondages ad and addictions are broken, including sexual addictions. This can also be substance, alcohol, and food addictions. God is able. Can I get an amen on that? God is able. There are some of you who have just, uh, let's just get um, real. You, you've literally wanted to quit drinking sodas forever now, but you just can't seem to stop. Right? Um, addiction. Hello, caffeine, you can get addicted to it. And I, and I struggle with the concept of people, they're always downing people for an alcohol addiction. When, when, when your soda, drink, soda addiction, drinking 12 Cokes in a day, is, is, I'm telling you, it's just as bad. And I'm not trying to be ugly in that, but if you're addicted, just admit you're addicted and you want to be broken of the addiction. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you're going to have to lay it out there before the Father and say, God, I... I never realized before about how addicted I really am to Dr. Pepper. You want to find out everything that your body craves? Start cutting it out of your life for 21 days. <laughs> your body will soon start growling for everything that you crave. Man, I'll never forget. I was, on, I was, on a, I was ending a, a seven-day fast where I just drank water, and a Sonic commercial came on. <laughs> and y'all, I don't like hot dogs. I don't like hot dogs at all. But that, that's when they started introducing their, their four hot dogs that just coming out two or three years ago. Like, and I was like, oh, my mouth started watering. And I'm like, a hot dog, boy, I could eat a hot, I could eat about 10 of them hot dogs right now. And then I thought to myself, Joel, you don't even like hot dogs. So I'm telling you, your body's going to start craving every single thing that's out there. And you don't realize how attached and addicted you are to things or substances or, or things like that until you say, hey, you know, I'm going to step away from this for a little bit. And I'm going to see what God would do. Um, if, you're, if you're curious about how addicted you are to sugar, don't have any. I promise. You're going to be like, dang, that sounds good. I'm not, a sweets, I'm not a sweets food person. Okay, I'm a sweets drink person. I like sweet tea. I like Dr. Pepper. I like a lot of creamer with some coffee in it. I like, right? Like, like my drink at Starbucks, it's a grande, like salted caramel mocha, and it's got 470 calories in a grande. So when I'm splurging, I'm getting a vinte, right? So we're at 600-some calories. I like sweet drinks, you know? And so in this, as you step away from all things that got this awesome, amazing thing called sugar that the whole health world hates, right? You're going to find out what you're craving in your life, but in that... See what addictions you need broken, and food addictions are major. America is the most overweight nation in the world. 
I'm not telling you to approach this as a diet because it's not a diet, but if you can break a food addiction, I promise your healthy lifestyle will get better. Okay? And so I want addictions to be broken in your life. And, and I'm not going to stop and just try and make it light and say, oh, just food addictions. Some of you have some serious sexual addictions that you need broken off your life. Okay? And some of you got family members who are in sexual addiction that need to be broken off their life. We'll include them in on your fast. Go to warfare for them. Just remember, in your fasting, you're warring for them too. <laughs> So when the war seems greater than you were anticipating, well, you're fighting two battles, not just yours, right? And some of you have alcohol addictions. Good, let's get them broken. You have drug addictions, prescription and non-prescription. Let's get them broken. And yes, marijuana is still a drug. I don't care who's legalizing it, okay? Let's start getting dependent on God again. I love it. I love it when we get to depend on God in areas of our life. Listen, um, general curses broken in your life. Listen, family curses of poverty, divorce, sickness, alcoholism, suicide, idolatry, and other demonic attachments are broken off of you and your children. How many of you love that, man? Break off the spirit of divorce in your household so you know when you're raising godly boys like me and my wife are trying to raise, you know, it's like we're breaking that off our family. And we're going to watch them, you know? And if some of you, if you have parents that are divorced, the greatest thing you can do for your kids is begin to go to war and say, that spirit of, of divorce and family separation will not come upon my kids. And go to war, you know? And, and, and as much as, as fasting is great warfare, I'm going to throw this out there. Your second greatest warfare is called tithing. He said, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake, the Bible says. I, I don't see anything devouring families more in this day than divorce. <laughs> yeah. And God says, I'll rebuke that off your family. But we'll get back to tithing. So on that, I want to encourage you, man. Uh, in, this, in this tithing, because this is between you and God, get alone with God in your prayer journal or, or, or spend some time over the next seven days writing down every issue you got. And, and every person in this room has got a lot of issues, okay? I, I got a ton of issues in my life. And I'm going to write down every issue I got, and I'm going to put it in the envelope, and I'm going to seal it shut. And I'm going to believe God that those issues over the next 21 days, he begins to set me free. You know, after 18 years of ministry, you're carrying around a lot of, I'm carrying around a lot of hurts that I don't even know are hurts anymore because there's greater hurts that, and you're dealing with the greater pain, so you don't even realize the lesser pain. You know, my, my grandmother, um, when she had uh, a really bad right knee, she didn't know how bad her, or had a really bad right knee. She didn't know how bad her left knee was until her right knee got fixed. Because her right knee pain was so bad, she didn't realize her left one was hurting. Then when the right one got fixed, she's like, I didn't even know that was hurting. So after 18 years of ministry, I guarantee you there are things that I'm, I, I'm saying, God, just show me stuff over the next seven days. So when I start this 21-day fast, man, I, I start getting healed of things. God starts showing me things. I spend time at the altar praying. Uh, God begins to move in my life. You know, and, and, and I'm not standing up here on the stage saying, you got to do this, you got to. I'm telling you my life and what I want to see God do. And, 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 and I want to encourage you to, to join in with me and let God do amazing things in your life in the area of, of breakthrough. And so you got generational curses that are broken. Um, demonic powers that are broken. Um, Jesus said, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. You know, 
without saying in a way that'll freak people out, um, you are constantly in every day of your life in spiritual warfare. The, you wake up in the morning, well, it's even before you go to bed at night, the enemy is sending things your way to try and distract you, to try and, the Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I am come that you have life, have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. So every day of your life, God is trying to bring things into your life to have your life in abundance to the full till it overflows. The enemy is trying to do one thing, steal everything that brings in abundance to the full till it overflows. And so I want to encourage you that there are probably spiritual warfare going on in your life right now that you're not even aware of that wouldn't it be great that demonic powers are broken off of your life and you're walking in a freedom that you're like, I don't know what I just got broke off, but I'm walking in freedom. But then ask God this, God, show me what was broken off my life so I can close any door that would let it come back in my life. You know? And and so it's an act of the will of, of your heart. Wisdom and revelation from God. God will reveal to you things to come. I love that. And the Holy Spirit in the Gospel of John says, and he will show you things to come. Acts 13, 14, when Paul and Barnabas ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said to them. See, this is what I'm looking for more than anything. I I hope bondages are broken. I hope addictions are broken. I hope generational curses are broken. I hope financial blessing comes to your life. But more than any of that, what's going to sustain you for the rest of your life is you hearing the voice of God. I'm praying you'll start hearing the voice of God at a level that you've never heard before. I'm believing that 2018 is going to be your year to hear from God in every area of your life. And so he brings wisdom and revelation. How many of y'all have ever had a problem that you just needed the wisdom of God on? If you got kids, go ahead and raise your hand. Come on now. Matt, how would you love to have great wisdom imparted to you over the next 21 days on how to raise your children and you didn't have to get it from a podcast, you didn't have to get it from a conference, you got a direct line from the Holy Spirit into your life. I believe he wants to speak to his people, his children, the the children of God on every specific area of your heart and of your life. And he wants to change your life in amazing ways. So, So man, I'm praying for revelation. I'm praying for wisdom to come that I hear the voice of God and also breakthrough. Do you need breakthrough in your life? Do you want breakthrough this year? So what was better than last year? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Is the Lord calling you to a new work or a new walk in him? Are you being called to a new level of leadership or ministry? You need a breakthrough, and he is, as the Bible says, the God of the breakthrough. You know, I'm praying for breakthrough in the year 2018, not just for my family, but for TWBC. I mean, I'm praying for massive breakthrough. I'm praying for breakthrough that, that, that at the end of 2018, everybody looks back and says, only by the hand of God was that done in 2018 through TWBC. You know, if it's big enough for us to do it in our own power, then it's not really faith. So in saying that, as I say, I'm believing for great breakthrough, that means means there's going to be a level of great faith that we step into. And so I want you to step into a great realm of faith with me and with you for your life. That you don't have to, a lot of people say, well, when we walk, we walk by faith. But a lot of you picture yourself walking alone. Why? The Bible says, therefore, you've been surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, not just here, but the ones who've gone on before you. Okay, so why when you say I'm walking this walk and I'm walking it by faith, do you picture yourself all by yourself? That's the craziest thing ever. I don't want to do it by myself. (laughs) I want to do it with a bunch of people who are going to say, I'm going to step out by faith with you, pastor. and We're going to do this together.